Welcome back to the Business Report. You're on Nova 1035. We turn our attention now to telecommunications and uh, a company that, uh, on the face of it, is ripping things up at the moment. Paratus Namibia Holdings uh, released their results uh, 30th of June 2023 for the year prior. And some pretty good numbers. Joining me on the line, uh, Andrew Hall, Managing Director of Paratus. Welcome to the Business Report. Hi, Gary. Thank you very much for having me. So let's start out with the headline, and that is uh, 17% revenue growth. Of course, this business um, is highly CapEx uh, intensive, and so revenue ultimately is probably the biggest barometer. 17% revenue growth, that's up from 15% increase the prior year. Uh, those are impressive numbers in a relatively weak economy. What, uh, what do you attribute the main drivers to? So, Gary, um, yeah, we, we've spent a lot of um, <clears throat> CAPEX over the last 12 months expanding our national footprint. Um, I'm happy to report that uh, we've now offer services in 28 towns throughout the country. Uh, we've also put a lot of focus on our the retail arm of the business, so basically on the consumer side. Um, so the, we've got 13 retail outlets countrywide where customers can go in and sign up for services from us. So I would attribute this um, rapid expansion as well as the um, additional retail outlets as one of the big driving components of the increase in revenue. So it's a case of build it and they will come. Correct. All right. So net profit uh, before tax, of course, this is uh, what people look at as well as profit, which is silly. But uh, net profit before tax down 24.7%. But the good news EBITDA up nearly 34%. So uh, is, is this in line with uh, with how you guys had planned the year to go? Um, well, I, I don't think you can say uh, profit before tax down was an expectation. Um, in terms of the EBITDA that's gone up, yes, the expectation, and we're very happy with that. Um, I'm going to delve a little bit into the, the net profit before tax and, and what exactly happened there. So there, there were three components to that, uh, firstly being the depreciation on, on the new assets that we brought onto the books, namely the cable landing station and the data center. Um, then obviously what hit us hard throughout the year were the, was the hike in interest charges. On, so finance costs have gone, quite, gone up quite badly. And then, yeah, we've had to make some IFRS 15 adjustments uh, on the finance line. So those three um, had a significant impact on, on what we projected in terms of our net profit before tax. But um, all three of those components are, are non-cash flow um, related items. So, yeah. It's perhaps just worth saying that, um, for, you know, you were talking about uh, the capital expenditure and the depreciation charges that do start hitting that line. Uh, just over $450 million invested in infrastructure in that year. Um, again, was that more than you had expected to put out or was that in line with your planning? No, no, that was in line with the planning. I mean, we had those two big projects that we were working on, the cable landing station, the Kuano cable, as well as the data center. You've mentioned finance charges as well. Are you guys comfortable with the current um, load of debt on the company? Yeah, no, so we're well within our covenants. Um, we, we're currently running, we've got uh, two listed bond programs, Um but yes, no, the, the ratios are all in, in line and um, with what was agreed on. Okay, now in that time, your Amada data center came online as well. Can you just tell us a little bit more about how that's going and uh, you know what is the interest and, and what is the current occupancy? Yeah, so um, once we inaugurated the facility, we had a bit of a drawback um, in terms of uh, 
document called Bid 34, which was um, set out by the Bank of Namibia. Um, basically, it caused a little bit of confusion in, in the market in terms of what banks or financial institutions, where they were allowed to host their, their offsite um, equipment. But uh, that has been rectified. So it just put us back a little bit in terms of the uptake that we expected. But since then, we've, we've started to, to bring in some of the, the, the larger banks in town. And I'm happy to say that we're currently sitting at about a 30% occupancy rate, which is well within expectation. Okay, now on, on a capital expenditure that large, uh, I mean, clearly 30% carrying isn't isn't going to be where it ends. What What is your break-even point and, and when do you anticipate getting there? Yeah, so so I, I would say we're, we're aiming to fill up Data Hall 1, which is half of the facility, about 120 racks. Um, the expectancy would be to do that within the next two to three years. Okay. Uh, you spend nearly $70 million expanding LTE coverage uh, for a few larger towns around the country. Um, that is obviously up against an incumbent LTE player. How have those particular installations performed? Well, um, yeah, we're very happy, actually. Um, we've, we've rolled out LTE uh, in 26 towns nationally now, um, although at the moment we're only selling data services on that network, so you can't actually compare it like for like with the other mobile operators. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to report that we've, we've more than doubled our prepaid revenue on that network in the last nine months uh, with the rollout that we've uh, accomplished. Now, there's obviously lots of ways to measure traffic on these things, but um, uh, how are they performing in line with capacity? Uh, is there still loads of capacity on that network? No, for sure. Um, there, there's, a, there's ample capacity on, on that network. The, the capability of that, that technology um, and the way it was rolled out, there's a, lot of, there's a lot more space for additional customers, if you can put it that way. Uh, you have now raised a pregnant pause there when you said only providing data. Uh, do you anticipate uh, start trying to compete in the voice space? Sure, Gary. Um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, at the moment, I'm, I'm going to answer no. Um, it is a significant investment. The moment you, you move into the voice space, um, your, your coverage has to more than quadruple what we have in place now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if we get to the point where we, we reach um, amount of towers throughout the country where voice becomes viable, that would definitely be the, lo- the next logical step to follow. But fair to say right now, you do deliver voice products through, for example, VoIP um, as a service. That is correct, yes. Yeah, we've got the 083 number range. Um, it is mainly a fixed line service at this point, but you can also use it for, for WhatsApp. So WhatsApp calling and messaging is also possible on that. So Barat's plans to keep investing in infrastructure. It's uh, it's made clear in your in your in your results, with a medium to long term um, rate of return. So a relatively low dividend of just under ten million dollars, bearing in mind uh, how much revenue is being generated. Uh, any major projects you can comment on reaching completion or deployment in in the fiscal at the moment? Um, Gary, yeah, actually we we have pushed very hard for the past six months um, and completed all the major projects. We we actually decided that. For the next 12 months, we, we're going to renew our focus on um, the existing infrastructure that we've put in place. We're going to try and leverage off the Equiano cable, which went live in June this year. Um, I don't know if you saw, but we launched new packages. And um, so that is going very well. So so the plan would basically be to, to leverage off those projects that have been completed for the next 12 months uh, before we delve in and, and, and continue with a huge uh, CapEx investment. 
but having said that, um, obviously, I think the ultimate goal would be to to cover all the towns and 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 cities throughout the country. Um, and until we reach that point, it, it'll stay a, a capex hungry um, business. As long as they don't invent new technology that you then have to roll out again. <laughs> all no, right, I Andrew. Think the is rolling out and keeping up to date at the same time. Exactly. Without without breaking it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. as a Namibian business, that's obviously a noble intention, but you also have operations in other countries um, and, and expanding. How are international operations uh, going compared to the progress you're making here? Yeah, so so to be fair um, towards the other Paratus entities, I think um, firstly Namibia and Angola are the largest two operations in, in the group. Um, Namibia has been, been very fortunate that um, – Due to our access to capital via the Namibian Stock Exchange, we have made the largest investment in infrastructure over the last uh, three years um, out of all the opcos in the group. Andrew, they look like uh, stellar results, but as you say, it's uh, it's a capex hungry hungry environment. And um, without putting words in your mouth, I'm assuming Paratus anticipates certainly in the medium term for still quite an aggressive amount of investment going into infrastructure. No, that is for sure. Um, There's still a big part of the population that we have not covered with services yet. Now, I note your your dividend is identical to the dividend declared a year prior. Uh, shareholders happy with that? Well, I think the the feedback that we've gotten so far has been quite positive. Um, yeah, that that is all I can comment on that at this stage. Um, I'm sure there there will always be a a, a need for more. Um, but I mean, I think our investors also understand the nature of the business and are, are content with, with that. Andrew Hall, thanks for joining us here on the show and congratulations on great results. Thanks a lot, Gary.